Thank you for joining us. Moral purity, globally speaking, it appears to be nearly extinct. The Bible teaches that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. We have turned so far away from God that we are self-destructing. God's word assures us that he knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper us, to give us hope and a future. Yet we rely and depend on our own imperfect self-sufficiency rather than our perfect God. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today. For His grace, I was a hopeless case. Down in me, down in me, down in me was an old empty place. If it weren't for your grace, your grace, your grace. And Father, we thank you for your grace. Before we came to you, there was a void, there was an emptiness. We were lost. We were damned to hell. But thank God you came in the fullness of time to redeem us from the penalty of sin, the power of sin one day the presence of sin help me to preach this message and I pray that those who hear would hear in the spirit not judge it but receive it and may we not be so guilty of being conditioned and shaped by the ideologies and philosophies and the media that it hinders our ability to grasp truth and make necessary adjustments spiritually so that we can please you in this wicked world. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. Have your Bibles. You're going to keep them open because you're going to be all over the pages of Scripture. I'm going to tell you now, we are Maranatha Bible Church, and we reference our Bibles. And it's good when you can bring your Bibles. If you have a Bible, can you just, just hold it up and just wave it? Just wave your Bible. Just wave it just a moment. That's, it's called a Bible wave. That's wonderful. Wonderful when you can, you'll not learn to use your Bible through technology. <laughs> Now, some of y'all pretended that you didn't hear that, but I said again, you'll not learn to use your Bible through technology. You learn to use your Bible by using your Bible. So turn with us to the book of Job, chapter 12, verses 23 through 24. We'll start there. This is a very timely, critical message that the Lord has given me a number of weeks ago, and I present it now to the glory of God. 
Job 12, 23 through 24. It says, he builds up nations and he destroys them. He expands nations and he abandons them. He stripped kings of understanding and leaves them wandering in pathless wasteland. And from this particular passage of scripture, we want to preach this morning, will God spare America? What a question. A question we need to be confronted with, a question we need to consider, a question we need to ponder. Will God spare America? Since her inception, America has been richly blessed by Almighty God. In just 244 years, God has raised her up to be a global superpower at such a young age. Many nations have existed for thousands of years, and yet America has achieved such prominence. She has achieved status, influence, prosperity, and it's all because of her being founded upon Judeo-Christian belief, principles, values established by our founding fathers. Even if you should take a trip to Washington, D.C., you will see God and the scriptures engraved on many of the public buildings because our founders had a God consciousness and a biblical worldview. Even when I was a child in public school, we opened the school day with prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance. We sang grace before eating our school lunch in the cafeteria. We celebrated the birth of Christ in our Christmas program, and we said, Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. Prayers were prayed in the beginning of graduation ceremonies, and they closed the graduations with prayer. Sundays were exclusively the Lord's Day, and one had to look very, very hard to find anything open on Sundays. If you did not get it on Saturday, you had to wait until Monday. There was a strong sense of family, and people knew the value of going to church on the Lord's Day, and it wasn't an option for Christians. And I believe this is why America was so blessed by God, because we obeyed his commandments and followed him. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 and 2, Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 and 2, it says, if you fully obey, not partially, not kind of, not just a little bit, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. Wow, that's America. He will set us high above all nations on the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God but, there's a contrast, but today we are looking at a very different America. This should grieve all of our hearts. The word of God and prayer have been taken out of the public schools and replaced with drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors. Today we have holiday programs instead of Christmas programs. There are children who have never cracked the doors of the church because their parents choose little league sports, basketball, football, soccer, or preferred over being in church on the Lord's Day. 
Sundays no longer look like Sundays anymore. Everything is open except for very few businesses who still allow their employees to rest on Sunday instead of focusing on making more money. Then there is a breakdown of the family with so many fatherless homes. The use of illegal drugs is widespread in our communities. Teenage pregnancies are on the rise. We have racial unrest in our communities. We have looting, which is so common in many of our cities today. We have police abusing their authorities with senseless shootings, while others who seek revenge are shooting police at point-blank range. And because of our downward spiral, America is ripe for judgment. Will God spare America? Job 12, again in the text, 23 through 24, says he builds up nation. Surely God has built up America to where we are today. It is not a president that builds the country. It is not a particular party that builds the country. When we turn to God, he builds the country because he's in the work. He builds up nation and he destroys them. The same God that builds up, tears down. He expands nation and gives them global prominence. And then the nation that turns against God, it says, and he abandons them. Has God abandoned America? Verse 24, he strips kings of understanding and leaves them wandering in pathless wasteland. Is America becoming a pathless wasteland? I believe America is already in the midst of judgment. And because her leaders are in confusion, she does not even realize it is the nation is now wandering in a pathless wasteland, misdirected, confused, and without direction from Jehovah God. For example, behold the wildfires, a sign of judgment, the multiple hurricanes, floods, and not to mention the pandemic that has now killed over 210,000 people just in America alone. And yet our nation in the midst of a pandemic and midst of people dying and sickness and all these things, America is in the midst of catastrophic, heinous events, and yet she is growing worse, worse in her behavior because we as a nation have rebelled against God's word. We have hardened our hearts. We will receive curses and judgment from God himself. If you think it's bad now, believe me, you haven't seen anything yet. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 28. You need to turn there because there is a passage that we need to consider. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 28. Then we'll skip down to verses 42 through 45. Uh, I can't read the whole chapter for sake of time, but you need to read that whole chapter in your quiet time. So we'll read segments of it. Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 28 gives us a grim and bleak picture that describes what God's judgment looked like when he abandons his people. The scripture says in Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 28, verses 42 through 45, verse 15. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your baskets and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb and pregnancies will be cursed. 
and the crops of your land cursed and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks cursed. Verse 19, you will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. Verse 20, the Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hands to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of evil, of the evil you have done in forsaking him, referencing God. Verse 21, the Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them in seven. And you will become a thing of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. They'll be baffled and traumatized from looking at the judgment of God upon us. Verse 26 Your carcasses will be food for all the birds and wild animals, and there will be no one to frighten the birds away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors, festering sores, and the itch from which you cannot be cured. Wow. The Lord will afflict you with madness. He'll drive you insane. And we see people who have just lost their minds, blindness and confusion of mind. We see it all around us. Skip down to verses 42 through 45. Swarms of locusts will take over all your trees and the crops of your land. The foreigners will reside among you, will rise above you higher and higher, but you will sink lower and lower. They will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head, but you will be the tail. All these curses will come upon you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed. Because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. Will God spare America? What brings judgment from God to any nation? And particularly America, since we're in this country. What brings judgment? The judgment of God upon America. Number one, the massive and unrelenting murder of the unborn. The massive and unrelenting murder of the unborn. Psalms 139 verses 13 through 16 says, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance. Being yet unformed, he saw that happening in the woman as conception was about to happen. And in your book, they all are written. The days fashioned for me, 
when as yet there were none of them. Beloved, the greatest injustice is not to permit a human life created by God himself to be born into this world. I would not be a bit surprised if in this generation the babies who are killed in the womb of mothers may exceed those who made a profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those who devalue the sacred dignity of human life will have catastrophic future physical and spiritual judgment upon themselves, our nation, children and grandchildren, and even our great-grandchildren if they refuse to repent. If we are not brokenhearted over the merciless killing of babies in the womb, then you must ask yourself why those who murder unborn babies, those who fund abortion, those who counsel pregnant mothers to have an abortion, usurp the plan of God, the purpose of God, and the destiny of that precious baby in the womb of his mother. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew that baby before that baby even was conceived. He knew that baby, according to Jeremiah. Before you were born, I sanctified you. In other words, before you were born, I even set you apart. I consecrated you. Uh, you know what? I ordained you a prophet to the nation. I, I had a responsibility, a divine assignment before you, before you were even born. I made you a prophet to the nations before you knew your name, Jeremiah. And people who usurp authority of Almighty God have the audacity to murder a precious baby in the womb. You're talking about systemic racism. What is that when I'm not even allowed to be born to be black, born to be white, born to be Asian, born to be brown or whatever color? Will God spare America? Number two, abounding sexual immorality will bring imminent judgment upon America. Abounding sexual immorality will bring imminent judgment upon America. People who go against God's natural order for creation and create their own sexual preferences will incur the wrath of Almighty God. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 and verses 26 through 29a says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. They don't want to know the truth. They suppress it. Suppress the truth with their own wicked unrighteousness. Verse 26, For this reason God gave them up to their vile passions. Turned them over. He said, you want to, I'll turn you over to your own corruption and I'll allow you to steamroll yourself to your corrupt grave. For even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Don't tell me about God. I don't want to hear God. Don't bring that to me. I, I don't want to hear that. God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, 
and sexual immorality. And we see it to the east, west, north, and south, to the farthest borders of America. Beloved, sexual immorality is being advertised and even glamorized on television. It's in commercial. Sexual immorality is being glamorized and selling uh, hamburgers. There's a half-naked woman. It's soft. It's porn there. Clothes uh, showing showing the the backside. I I don't know why when they feature clothes, you got to look at the butt. (laughs) Women uh, are are featured uh, in cars, half-naked, and selling tires. How do you get a tire and a woman together? I don't know. The scene is glamorized on the internet, social media, and on billboards, to name a few. And it will seduce you if you fail to guard what you say before your eyes. Never put yourself in a vulnerable situation where you could possibly yield to temptation. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee. You know what flee means? Run. Run from sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Be sure your sins will find you out. You will send yourself to death. You may get by, but you won't get away. God sees when no one else sees. Thirdly, God will judge a nation that calls evil good and good evil. God will judge a nation that calls evil good and good evil. Isaiah 520 says, what? to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Some examples of a nation calling evil good are promoting gender neutral restrooms as acceptable. Just go on in regardless of your sex. Allowing transgender men to compete unfairly against women in athletic competitions. Woe to you. Woe to you who are dealing with cohabitation, which has replaced marriage. It's shacking, living in together without license. You get license to hunt, license to fish, license to drive a car, and you won't even get a license to marry in covenant relationship with each other before Almighty God You sisters out there, don't let a man blow in your face and blow in your ear and he don't love you or respect you enough to get licensed. You say, no, 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 no. Get out of my house. You're not married to me. If you don't love me enough to to marry me, get your own place. Let's start over. Uh, Engaging in witchcraft is all around us, all around my neighborhood, everywhere. Huge, uh, just witches and all kinds of things as we... As they're celebrating Halloween, sorcery, magic, uh, psychics everywhere. If you ask a psychic, uh, is somewhere in a store or where's the sugar, and they can't tell you aisle five, second row down, you need to run from them. They just want your money, honey. <laughs> the psychics, astrology, fortune telling, a gambling is a sin. Some of you've been gambling so long until to wrong seems right. To include playing the lottery. I cannot get my gas from pulling tickets and pulling tickets. I say, will you please get a lottery line so I can get my gas? We live in a day of unbiblical divorce. The, the woman don't make coffee right. That's, she's gone. You, you know? The, the, the man says, well, you gaining too much weight. I'm going to get me another wife that got a better physique. 
unbiblical divorces. Marry one time, two times, three times, four times, five times. Marry, 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 marry. Dishonoring the holy, sacred institution of holy matrimony. Unbiblical divorce. Calling that, that a good thing when it's bad. Profanity and lewdness of speech, which has become so acceptable. And our children think it's the norm. Lewd speech. Profanity. They bleep so much until you wonder why are they even on television or radio? Because all you heard is a bunch of bleeps. Ephesians 4.29a says, let no corruption proceed out of your mouth. This is a filthy talking society with absolutely no respect for young children. I say it again. This is a filthy filthy, degrading, talking society with absolutely no respect for young children. When you fail to reveal God, there will be no respect for yourself. When you fail to revere God, there will be no respect before speaking to young children, the elderly, or even in the church. People who are just church folk, they're not saved folk, will cuss you out in the church. Exodus chapter 20, verse 7 says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who take his name in vain. We must never use the name of God, the name of Jesus, or the Holy Spirit in a flippant way. We must not use the name of Christ, the Holy Spirit, or God the Father in a careless way, in an irreverent way. The name of God is sacred. The name of God is holy. Psalms 19.14 also says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight. Are your words acceptable for the Lord? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, says Psalms 19.14, be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The words to the following gospel song, spoken prayerfully, is one good place to start on our continual journey back to moral purity. Order my steps in your word. Guide my tongue in your word. Guide my feet in your word. Wash my heart in your word. As we repentantly strive to live as God commands, change for our good and God's glory will surely come. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching, would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.